Hey, and welcome back to Game Talk. I'm your host, Dan Mio, and today I'm joined by Connor. Hey, guys. And Mike. Hello. And today we want to talk about mods. Kind of surprising that we haven't talked about mods or had a topic on mods yet on the show. Maybe we have. I don't remember, though. But, uh... Yeah. I, it's can, kind of funny. We've we've definitely talked about mods before because you can't talk about Bethesda without talking about mods. But yeah, but like, but just mods, you know, go so far beyond Bethesda. It's totally worth giving them their own topic, and especially considering the fact that two out of the three hosts of this podcast are hardcore PC gamers. It's kind of weird that we haven't talked about it yet. So yeah, it's it's actually kind of funny. I don't know about you, Mike, but I don't typically play mods on my first playthrough of a game outside of like performance fixes and things because i uh i try to get a, a game I'm, a, I'm kind of a game design purist but i i know that there are people out there who like before they play a new video game they bought they'll like go to forums and be like hey guys what are like the must-have mods for this game if i'm gonna play it and that's kind of wild to me but yeah i think you know like if i were to dabble with mods i would be like you connor like i definitely want the artistic intent first and then like you know change whatever i want but I guess there is a case to be made in in like terms of performance mods only. Like if the game has some performance issues at launch, mods can resolve that. Then I'd understand installing the mods before playing the game. But you know, like it's I'm not, not always just at launch. Like Dark Souls for like until the Dark Souls remaster came out was almost unplayable on PC without DS fix. Yeah. Okay. Which which is a mod that yeah. like unlocks the frame rate and uh, among other things. For a but, lot of oh. cases. Like mods are mods are a lot of performance fixes. Even for games that you could never imagine having mod support, someone has tried to shoehorn mod support into them. Oh my god, near replicant. I tried to start that recently. And it um I guess it works fine if you play keyboard and mouse, but it's a console port. Nobody's gonna play that game keyboard and mouse. If you have a controller hooked up, every time every time I was playing it, it was like every 30 seconds or so, I would get a massive lag spike. And I yeah downloaded a mod and you know installed that mod suddenly i'm getting 1440p 144 frames per second no problem yeah uh, for any development is pretty yeah, for, for a lot of these performance mods it's curious right because like you've got to think the developers got to be aware of these issues it's just like maybe uh a sort of you know like they decide that we have to put this out now we'll get to the fix when we get to it but like we know it's there like yeah, a lot surely, of them never yeah. get to the fix. I mean, PC, it's super common in Japanese games for PC to be an absolute second class citizen. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been that are, way. Yeah. Yeah. Japan's, you know, like obviously console centric, like less so now, right? Like they're, I guess, mobile centric now. Like if we want to talk broad brush, but certainly more console centric than PC centric. Yeah. You saw that over in the, um, the American side of gaming for a while as well. Because yeah, everyone but, uh, would be porting directly from, say, like a 360 to PC, and it never worked out. Yeah, it definitely tell. works better. It works better to port from PC to console than it does the other way around, typically. Uh-huh. Anyway, yeah. that's not a, you know, performance mods are like a must-have in the PC space, unfortunately. I uh, we, we get enough, like uh, Minecraft, for instance, probably... Well, not not just the most popular PC game, but one of the most popular P- games of all games, time. Yeah, Java Minecraft is an un—it's unplayable garbage, basically. If you don't have like Optifine installed, like if you, if you care about frame rate even a little bit, I guess there are people who, 
you know, are playing mine, you know, people who actually need it most are probably the people who don't have it, but people who don't think about frame rate too often might be fine. But Minecraft just doesn't run. It, it's terrible. Uh, like, I don't, I don't think there there's anybody running a Minecraft YouTube channel that doesn't have something like Optifine installed. So yeah. does, does Microsoft still support the Java version of Minecraft? Yeah. Yes. Arguably better than they do the, uh, be the bedrock edition. Yeah, uh, the the weird thing about it is that it's actually supported by the same original team, I think. And then the stuff that that team does for Java later gets ported to... I mean, it's usually day and date. But the stuff that gets done in Java... It's curious that the game requires all these performance mods, you know, like if the original team is still toiling away at it, you know? Well, they they were the ones who did it wrong in the first place, (laughs) I guess. Uh, I mean, Notch Notch was the one who did it wrong. Also, some of the issues are just like... Some of the issues are Java related, but not really in vanilla Minecraft. You don't typically start bumping against the the boundaries of what Java can do until you do modded, which uh, we'll probably talk about in a bit. But uh, yeah. Optifine, actually, interestingly enough, is one of the uh, the legendary mods that developers try to add to the base game. Mojang tried to buy Optifine, and uh, that's really cool. It's actually, it didn't happen. It was actually really uh, kind of scummy on basically every front, in my opinion. Uh, Optifine, if you donate to the Optifine Patreon, I think I think it's a Patreon, you get an Optifine cape in-game. Mojang gives out, that, that you can only see if you have Optifine installed. Mojang only gives out capes to people who go to Minecon every year, so they're actually extremely mm-hmm. rare. And uh, they were not willing to come to a compromise on that. So... so- uh, so the what? answer is that base game Minecraft runs like garbage. Like that's not a f- that's not a solution, guys. So I, I gotta ask, what does Optifine do? Because I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, from a programming, it's just a ton of optimizations. It just raises your frame. Okay, rate. so it, there's no one thing. It's just a bunch. There's of no one thing. Polish. It's a ton okay. of smaller things. Yeah. I mean, gotcha. for my mod pack, the mod pack that I've been playing, it doesn't actually use Optifine, and Optifine actually lowers the frame rate. Right, it uses a vanilla fix and a couple it other things. I've, I've been looking into it because my because uh, apparently it's actually new in the in the version of this mod pack we're playing, Mike. But the frame rate is terrible for me, and apparently, yeah. like we're in one point four point four or something. And I guess one three seven was the popular one before this, and one three seven ran flawlessly on most machines, and then this update kind of tanked it. So I'm hoping. This mod pack gets updated like monthly, so maybe the next update will have a bunch of performance fixes. Yeah, I, I had to tweak with some settings, and it now runs pretty smooth. Yeah, I was watching your stream. Yours was running a lot better than mine. I managed to get mine running a little better. Uh, you just got a fool with the options. Yes, a lot. Yeah. It's a lot of options foolery. Mike, That's... you mentioned Minecraft Eternal a couple episodes back, and now, Connor, you're playing it too. And I wanted to check it out. It's just I haven't had the chance yet. So... uh yeah, what do you all think of like uh, just all the changes that have been made to the game? Oh lord! I mean, so so MC Eternal is a huge is a it's not an individual mod; it's a mod pack. So it's basically a curated list of other mods, along with some kind of a uh, compatibility layers, so that yeah. the mods can interact with each other. But it, and it's insane. Just, I mean, it, you you can play this for a long time and really not interact with any vanilla Minecraft systems. Yeah, other I than imagine like it. It, breaking it, and placing it must feel a lot like Minecraft too. You know, I function. wouldn't say that. It does not have the level of polish that I think would be 
necessary for a Minecraft 2. It actually, what it really reminds me of is playing Minecraft back in like 2011, back when um nobody knew how to play the game. Because like these mods do not have any tutorialization, really. Like, yeah, you can look up the recipes for the blocks, but like as far as getting them to actually do what they're supposed to do, there's really you have to look up wikis and stuff. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Mike is better at this than me, but I I feel like an idiot playing this mod a lot of the time, which is oh, fine. But that's ninety percent of it is just feeling stupid trying yeah, to figure like, out. It, it what evokes you've done very wrong. early Minecraft vibes where like it really you you fire up this mod and like even the wikis for the mods are not very good so like it you could discover anything like i don't i am almost i'm fairly confident that there there is no one in the world who actually knows everything that's in mc eternal like (laughs) it really is uncharted territory like yeah that's why and like the weird mod interactions like that every once in a while like uh, that's one of the reasons it gets updated so much I've seen is because like sometimes people will find a weird mod interaction that will like like there there was a a really affordable item called a sink that just gave you infinite water and there was a mission in the mod pack where you could sell 650 buckets of water to get like one coin or something but there was a um if you had infinite water there was another really affordable item that gave you infinite fluid transfer rate and so that was just extremely fast money. Basically, as fast as your game could run, you were getting money. Like, and, it, you know, stuff like that. Like, you can just stumble into a an exploit like that. And I think that's kind of fun because they're not, like, obvious and they get patched when they get found. I think it's interesting that those things yeah. exist. It's pretty neat. But it's extremely busy. It is just kind of a lot of stuff going on. And you're constantly having, like, not really conflicting, but, like, all the mod packs are there at the very beginning. So you take a game as simple as Minecraft and suddenly it's like extremely complex and they do not drip feed this stuff to you. It's all there at the beginning. It's I think very I kind of like that though. Like, and especially like you mentioned, like the callback to like early Minecraft. I really sort of, uh, I, I, I enjoyed that feeling in early Minecraft of just sort of feeling my way in the dark and like, yeah, I really did knowing. have to, I had to take a step back when I, when I finally sat down and started playing it, I had to, uh, basically just play vanilla minecraft for a couple hours like go go gather some wood build up my house it wasn't i had probably been in the mod pack for like five hours and i had been doing almost exclusively vanilla stuff and then i started looking at like well and you know i got to about the time when i would start thinking about like diamond armor and enchants and stuff and thought like all right maybe instead of enchants i should look at a mod called tinker's construct which is a lot it gives you a lot of enchant like abilities by mixing materials and stuff to make like yeah like you actually have to build a giant smeltery and like melt down ore in it to like cast into the shape of a pickaxe instead of just you know jeez yeah like so they're yeah they're they're changing some of like the well known like ways yeah, tinker's construct i think is tinker's construct is i think what i would tinker's construct and the engineering like Tinker's Construct is extremely critical to this mod pack, I think. And a lot of the other mods kind of complement it nicely. But Tinker's is definitely like a backbone mod. Yeah, everything goes with Tinker's. Because the way Tinker's works is that it's also very affordable ore doubling. So you can build that way faster than you can build the other methods of getting more resources from one one piece of ore. Right, I actually did have... I had a... Well, wait. How do you... Does smelt... Does putting raw ore in the smelter make two ingots? 
Yes. I did not know that. Okay, so I've actually been using a pulverizer and then putting the dust into the, the smeltery. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's there's not a lot that it's explained in modern games. Nope. I, I, I mean, so that's what's funny. I wasn't even going into this blind necessarily. I played a mod pack called Tekkit way back in the day, and a ton of the mods that were in Tekkit are also in MC Eternal, including industrial no. Uh, thermal thermal expansion, I think, is the pulverizer, which crushes a piece of ore into two pieces of ore dust, and then you smelt that dust and you get two ingots instead of them. Can you do things like make invar in a smeltery? Like, could I put iron and nickel in? Yes. And, wow. Yes. Yeah, so it's I just remarkably wasted, powerful. I, I wasted all that time building a, uh, yeah. Oh, well. You get what that's, you get, huh? That's how you learn. Yeah. Yeah, the whole like Wild West nature of mods is is appealing to me. Like, and 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 this is why, like, I think that you know, uh, spoiler alert, I have managed to successfully pre-order order an Xbox Series X, and I know wow. Microsoft, you know, is big on mod support on console, which is kind of a new thing, right? Like, Xbox consoles have mod support for a lot of their games. You know, obviously, it's not as Crazy and Wild West is PC mods, but, like, it's a start, right? So, I'm looking forward to uh, finally tinkering once once that Series X comes in. Yeah, um, what, what, so, like, it's, like, Skyrim and, uh... Bethesda games in general, I think. Bethesda yeah, Fallout. games right now. You're, uh, you're a lot more limited on what you can do with mods on console. You can do a lot, but there's actually a YouTube series that I'm pretty fond of. And uh, it's it's Griffin McElroy and Nick Robinson. And uh, Nick Robinson has been canceled at this point. But, I, I, you know, I'm going to talk about the series anyway. Nick Robinson did some scummy stuff. But the series is relevant to the topic we're talking about. It was called Touch the Skyrim. <laughs> and uh, basically, Nick hated Skyrim, I believe. And so Griffin was curious if he could mod Skyrim to the point it was unrecognizable to Nick and That's make wild. a game that he would actually like. And it's it's hilarious. It's a very good series. It's a it's very fun, very fun series. Yeah, I I want to say like my extent to like modding, uh, my modding experience boils down to Civilization Five. I think like back when I was playing absurd amounts of Civilization Five in college, after I'd you know played enough of the base game, I decided to experiment with some mods, and it was nothing too crazy, right? Like, and of course. I can't imagine you can get too crazy in a game like Civilization, but, like, I did things like, you know, play on Westeros, like, from Game of Thrones, and, like, have, like, the Civilizations be, like, the major houses, like the Starks and the Targaryens and the Lannisters and stuff like that, and I thought that was a lot of fun. And, like, you said, like, uh, basically performance tweaks and, like, uh, UI, UX tweaks and stuff, like, those kinds of mods largely installed those in, uh, in my Civ game just to make the experience smoother, but... I haven't really done anything yeah. too wild with mods, I, I must say. I wouldn't say that like you can't get too wild with Civ, because I know um, Age of Empires has like a very popular Game of Thrones mod. <laughs> or no, it's that's not Age of Empires. That's um, Crusader Kings, maybe? Yeah, it's that probably Crusader sense. Kings. Yeah, and uh, a lot of like strategy games have like insane mods. And then like yeah. Factorio, like... My first, like, Vanilla Factorio feels like a tutorial that, like, prepares you to play modded Factorio. It's wild to think that mods, 
they're at this point they're like an extension of the people's desire to play more varied games. Yeah, I think I mean like that's a that's a good way of putting it. Like modded Minecraft is actually just a really interesting case because the mods are almost entire games on their own. Like like I said, you know, only the absolute fundamentals of Minecraft are really still being engaged with in uh MC Eternal and I almost like Minecraft modding on the Java version has progressed to the point that frankly the vanilla game is holding back the mods more so than the mods are pushing really? the vanilla game forward. Yeah, like yeah. yeah, like stuff because of the way the game is coded, it essentially has to compile the because of the way the mod tools work. It's like a a 10 minute load time or something to boot up MC Eternal or something because it has to compile all the mods at the beginning. And yeah. then like uh, because of the way Minecraft is written, all the blocks have to be loaded in at all times. So you're dealing with massive amounts of RAM. Like you can't, it, it's Minecraft, but you can't play MC Eternal without like eight gigs of RAM allocated to it. You just can't. And that's, Wait, hey, so that's all, insane. Are you, are you saying like all the blocks, like the, like, like all every the block type and every item type has to be okay. loaded into memory. Not the actual, times, like, yeah. Not the actual, like, map, it's, like, the whole map itself, right? That would be absurd. Right. Oh, no, not the whole map, but, like, the map's pretty memory light. You know, those are just, uh, getting a little technical here, but those are just coordinate values, essentially. Coordinate values and a block ID. Mm-hmm. But as far as actually, like, loading all the blocks together, you have to have the textures, the properties, all of that for thousands of blocks now, I think, probably, using MC Eternal. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's another a. thing. You mentioned textures. That's another thing that really appealed to me, like back in the day, like early, early Minecraft. I did, I do remember now, like messing with like texture packs and stuff. Like, just it's such a basic idea, but I love that, you know, vanilla Minecraft has such a simple sort of art style and look to it that, like, you can really make Minecraft look like anything. Because Minecraft had that so early, you can slap any texture pack on Minecraft. And people are still going to know it's Minecraft. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think the weirdest part about Minecraft is that modders actually don't mod the latest versions of Minecraft. No. Like, MC Eternals on 1.12, which was years ago. No, it's actually really weird, because MC Eternal, I went into the Nether for the first time, and uh, the Nether is actually less interesting to me, like, visually in MC Eternal than it is in uh, Vanilla Minecraft right now. Because it's before the Nether update. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I imagine, like, when when the creators of these mods finally get to, like, incorporating some of the later Minecraft builds, it must be, like, an integration nightmare, right? Like, getting yeah. all your mod stuff to work with, like... The, the thing is, they really don't, because a lot of them... There's actually mods that bring future Minecraft content in, yeah, back that, into the yeah. past code base. Yeah, there's a whole mod who's dedicated just to doing that. Yeah, it's interesting. It's created like a situation where I feel like different versions of Minecraft can functionally be like different, different games almost. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the mod packs, like like the stuff I'm doing in MC Eternal, really doesn't feel that different from the stuff I did in Tech It when I was a kid. Like, so far, there's just more of it, kinda. But it really does. Like, it, it, MC Eternal is what's called a kitchen sink mod pack. I, I would say, but there's also mod packs that are like strictly engineering, strictly magic, strictly adventure. And then um, I uh, I knew uh, one of my ex-girlfriends didn't really play 
quote unquote modded Minecraft, but she installed data packs on the Java version that just added like furniture and stuff to like make your builds better or more, you know, make it easier to build a more interesting house. Yeah. That game's just wide open and it's very interesting. Yeah, I think Minecraft's like sort of a, I want to say unique case, but certainly a special case in that like it's kind of the poster child for like customizability and modability and stuff. But what other games, like, I know you guys, you know, obviously you're core PC gamers, like... A lot of people mod Stardew Valley a ton. Yeah, people Stardew Valley characters. gets a lot of mods. Yeah, Stardew Valley has extremely good mod support. Devil May Cry has a pretty good modding scene, I think, but it's mostly, it's mostly, like, visual mods. I'm actually opening up my Steam library right now to look at games that have workshop support. Uh, a Hat in Time has a... Uh, I mean, it's Steam Workshop, they're mods, but what they really are is level packs for the most part, which is fine because that game has like sublime platforming and just adding levels was great. But instead of adding a level editor, really, they added mod support and you make levels in Unity and add them to the game. Uh, what do you, uh, Factorio, obviously Factorio is like insanely moddable. Like it, it was built from the ground up so that every, every part of it was really simple, like to script. And so you can mod, you know, mod it to hell and back. Yeah, Fortress is one of those that take, comes to mind of just the ease of access of modability. Yeah, Dwarf Fortress, almost everything in the game is determined by like INI right. files, isn't it? So like, yeah. you can just go in and change some values in those files and you have a vastly different game. They're not even just INI files, they're plain text. Yeah. So, so Dwarf Fortress is mod incredibly it. moddable. And I, I've played some... I've played some modded Dwarf Fortress. Not a ton, because that game is so complex to begin with. I can't imagine learning modded Dwarf Fortress meaningfully. Or at least, like, a mod to to provide, a, like, a UI or something. I don't think that exists. It's, it's just dots, right? Basically. It's, uh, it's there, there's tile sets, but... Oh, yeah, asking, yeah, tile yeah. sets, which are, like, Minecraft texture packs, essentially. Yeah. There are a lot of people... There's, like, a big debate in the door fortress community over whether tile sets are actually door fortress or not they are that's a stupid they, they are but it's like there's there's ascii purists which i'm an ascii purist i Me will too. not play on a texture pack because i enjoy my eyes bleeding but yeah <laughs> if, if you don't want your eyes to bleed why are you playing door fortress yeah i literally play that for my eyes to just bleed <laughs> Mo every bethesda game is literally made by its mods yeah, and I think oh my God, you know yeah. to the I mean, general public, at least yeah, modded Skyrim is the most like you know you see that on YouTube like back in the day at least everywhere. Like Skyrim and Minecraft were my first two like modding experiences. Probably I can't remember which came first. They were it was probably Skyrim because Skyrim came out in like 2011, and I remember installing some mods like day one. Like, yeah, they didn't I, have I had a full mod. mod support until the script extender came out, but it was fairly yeah, close. Yeah, but I had. I had stuff like mods to like let me say my shouts and stuff because I was you know I was a kid and I thought that was awesome. And I yeah, still think that's kind of awesome, but it's less practical now. Yeah, my my mind just goes back to like the donkey video where he just it was absolute chaos in Skyrim. Had, like, oh yeah, Thomas the tank engine like running around, flying around. I think he yeah, yeah he used that like in place of the dragons. Yeah, I forget what wrestler it was that I had replaced my dragons. Was it, it was a was super it, uh, popular mod. Was it Randy Savage? Remember. Yeah, it was Randy. It was Macho Dragons. That was what it was called. It was what Macho God. Man Randy Savage replaced That's all the dragons. 
it's that was really I, funny. I had, I a, the I had a ton of graphic thing, mods. The weirdest thing about Bethesda Bethesda modding is that there's always one mod that replaces some creature in a Bethesda game with Randy Savage. I didn't even know that that was okay. a thing before then. I just thought the Macho Dragons were hilarious. Yeah, there was the Randy Savage Death Claws in Fallout Four. <laughs> so I, I believe, I believe Bethesda. I, I remember this was a big controversy when it was uh, when it came out or was announced. But like Bethesda was the first real step in like console modding, right? Like Bethesda announced that like modding would come to like the Xbox versions of their games, but not the PlayStation because PlayStation wouldn't allow it. And that created quite a bit of stir back in the day. But like, yeah, I think Bethesda were the first ones to like put their foot into the console modding space and sort of open that space up more than it has been. Of course, yeah, it's, it's think... nowhere near at the level it is. You know, it's nowhere near as open as PC, but it's it's there now, at least. And it's getting better. Yeah, I think it's an important step because a game like a like a game like Skyrim, the way they're modding is implemented you know, people are kind of pushing up against the boundaries all the time. And and this is kind of a tenuous example, but like a game like Factorio, the way modding works in that game, nobody's pushing up against anything. Like there's just a modding API, you use it and you make your mods and the game is cooler. Like there's yeah. no, you're not changing the code or anything. Not really. It's just a, you know, you're using the tools that the developers gave you to make stuff. And I think, that is the type of mod that is safe to put on a console. I don't want to run code from some random person on my game console. That's not cool. Yeah, and, and, and you know, that's why, like, console modding is a lot more restrictive than PC modding, right? Like, you've got to think, like, all the mods that are on console have to be vetted, right? Yeah, like, right. You've got to think that, like, of course, that's not the case on PC. Like, PC, I keep saying yeah. it, but it is the Wild West, you know, like... Yeah. Any anything goes. Yeah, I mean, there's obviously there's all the rated R mods for like every game. You know, there's yeah, yeah. If it exists, there's an R rated mod for it. Yeah, there's going to be porn mods for every game. (laughs) A lot of them. (laughs) Yeah, even Stardew Valley, which is yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, marriage is a core component of that game. It kind of makes sense. But it's all it's it's all just pixel art. (laughs) Two D pixel art. It's literally just all two D pixel art. It is that. Yeah. But yeah, curated um, mods on Xbox are a thing. Can't say I'll ever expect it. Maybe on PlayStation, right? Like PlayStation started to get friendly with PC, so it, I could see maybe it happening sometime, but never Nintendo. God no, never Nintendo. Yeah, and that's the that's the tricky thing. Microsoft has been working on a mod API for Bedrock Minecraft, which is the version of Minecraft that runs on mobile, PC, uh, Xbox, PS4. Probably the, so, new, yeah, the new consoles. Yeah. I don't know if it's out yet on new con. Or yeah, I guess it would be because cross or back backwards compatibility. It's the um, main version of Minecraft, right? Like it, the Java version. See, is, that's that's complicated. Java Java is the one that has like the creative force behind it, and then Bedrock is the main version. I would argue that like most people yeah. are playing on because it's yeah, on Java console. Java gets all the experimental versions. So any of the yeah. beta patches will come out on Java, and then eventually, once the real update comes out, it'll come out on Bedrock. Yeah. But but anyway, they're working on a modding API for Bedrock, and I've seen some interesting stuff that's like, it's not MC Eternal level in volume, but like in feature set, like you can kind of see how they would get to it. That's and exciting. Like, yeah, that's huge, except does it actually happen? Like, you know, Minecraft is on Nintendo Switch, Minecraft is on Xbox, Minecraft is on Apple, like... 
do these people allow you to install mods to your Minecraft? If yeah, those mods, I'm, I'm going like, to have to, I'm going to assume at least for Nintendo, probably Apple too. That's going to be like a hard no from them and they'd have to. Uh, yeah. Diverge. That's a shame. Like, yes. cause vanilla Minecraft is fun, but like the reason I don't play Java modded Minecraft all the time, as opposed to vanilla is essentially two reasons. One is the performance of bedrock is just insane. It's so much better. And two, it's because I want to play with my friends who are on consoles and PC yeah. or uh, phones and stuff. And like, you know, that that limits you. And like, I, I almost wonder if that's why the modding API has kind of fallen to the wayside development wise uh, recently. Or I don't know if that's actually what happened. But anyway, they they announced it a long time ago and it's not here yet. They've been uh, if- Minecraft has had a modding API in development since 2011. <laughs> well, Notch was never going to finish it, but. When Microsoft announced it, I actually thought it might happen. And it is happening. Like, there's some beta. Like, you can already, um, behavior packs, which change the way, like, mobs behave and stuff. That's out. You can do that. So you can, like, make custom enemies and stuff for Minecraft now and Bedrock. Yeah, that's but, that's yeah. awesome. Did I, you, I just don't is... know. Yeah, go ahead. I, I really, like, the world in which I can play a, a version of MC Eternal that actually runs well and like play it with my all my friends together on a server would be just insane. That would be beautiful. But uh, I don't know if that'll ever happen because <laughs> of people, you know, Sony and Nintendo getting in the way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I think the best you can hope for is like if all your friends are either on PC or Xbox, that might work. But but yeah, I, I mean, Sony, Sony, like, you know, even a year ago, I would have said no way. But you, you know, like now, I'm sort of changing that. Like, I never thought well, honestly, we'd see Uncharted on PC, but like here we are. You know, the other thing is like Microsoft has Minecraft. Like, are they gonna are they gonna swing that Fortnite energy and say like, yeah, you're gonna allow mods on your platform, or we're not gonna let you have Minecraft anymore? Like, I I don't think so because I'd love to see them do it though. Ultimately, because because okay, let's say the hypothetical in which like so, or Microsoft takes Minecraft off of PlayStation, like that's a huge chunk of their their pie just gone. You know, like Minecraft's one yeah, of those games where I think Microsoft will do anything to get it everywhere. You know, like that and, sucks for Sony too, though. Like whether that means like listening to Nintendo's rules or Sony's rules, like it just makes the most sense for Microsoft to do that because that's what makes them the most money. Yeah. I just wish they would. I don't know. I think they. I think that's a fight they would win, and I wish they would. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, they might win it, but like, I don't even know. Like, they might not even want to take that chance. Like, because if it all goes wrong, then like suddenly, like everyone just loses money for no reason. Although, like, I will say, like, you know, back when we had that like leaked Fortnite email, that Epic email, like we we saw those kinds of threats like actually being made, which is which is wild. So. You know, it's it's definitely possible. Yeah, especially in now that we're in an era of gaming where companies will can and will hold a property over someone else's head to try to get them yeah. to cave in. Yeah, I mean, and, and there's very few properties that have that kind of power, right? Like, it's basically just Fortnite and Minecraft, right? Like, I can't really think of anything else that would be like that people would Call bend over backwards to. Yeah, Call of Duty. Yeah, fair. Yeah, but if Call of Duty doesn't three, play any power moves like that that we know of, well, right? Grand Theft Auto, so four, I guess. Yeah. Oh yeah. Maybe, maybe if I thought harder, there would be more. But those are certainly. I guess Rockstar doesn't pull that kind of power moves either. 
I mean, yeah, Rock's, it's really yeah. just Fortnite that does it. Fortnite yeah. are the only ones. Uh, Epic or Boys. <laughs> yeah. Speaking yeah. of Rockstar, if there's one group of people that are super opposed to mods, it's Rockstar Games. Are they really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Which yeah, is no, crazy they... because Grand Theft Auto has a huge modding community. I was going to say, like, GTA 5 has got to be modded. Crap on modded. GTA 5 has got to be modded out the wazoo by now, right? Like... It has to yeah, be. Yeah, it is. The yeah, fact is. that GTA I mean, 5 RPs exist, even still exist with Rockstar's knowledge is wild. Yeah. Yeah, they, I mean, um, so traditionally, like, GTA games didn't really even come to PC, right? Like, back in the day? No, or, they, or, uh, or maybe GTA they were just like, highly, highly delayed, right? Like The, the first version, two games you know? were on GTA. Or, or on the PC, first two, PC? yeah, on PC, yeah. Yeah, so GTA 3, San Andreas, I think those came late. And uh, GTA 5 was a year or two after... No, GTA 5 didn't come to PC until a year after it came to Xbox One and PS4. Yeah, yeah. so there, there is a bit of a delay the, there. A massive delay. That was uh, three years. Yeah. That was, uh, yeah, they... Uh, yeah, that's... I don't know if that would fly today. Like, yeah. Like, GTA 6, when it comes out in, like, 2025 or whatever, like, I'm sure yeah. it'll be day one on everything. Except I mean, Red Dead I don't didn't know, come to PC for a little there while. There were a ton of people that bought GTA 5 on Xbox 360, then on PS4, and then on PC. There were a ton of people that did that. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, maybe GTA is one of the only series that can that can do it and get away with it, too. Uh, yeah. We'll see, I guess. But, like... Yeah. And, and yeah, I, no, I'm curious I mean, to see, like... It, especially because, like, the I think the GTA business model has just changed completely, right? Like... GTA Online is the big cash cow now, right? Like, and if I, I feel like if they put their version of that everywhere, like day one, like GTA yeah. Six Online day one, like that just makes the most sense to me. But who knows? Yeah, I agree with crossplay. Yeah, crossplay. Actually, they would never do that because uh, they would never do crossplay in GTA Online because they still can't get people to stop spawning money in GTA Online. And uh, on the PC version, or on the PC version, yeah. So. Okay. They're losing a ton of money to that on PC because they sell shark cards and everything. And uh, I don't believe they're losing nearly as much on console. Yeah. Yeah, definitely not. When when some magical monkey can just spawn you uh, all the money you need, what's the point of buying shark cards? Exactly. Yeah, I hope. So actually, this is kind of a tangent. Do we talk about the GTA 6 rumors on the show or have you guys seen them? No, I didn't know there were any. Yeah, so apparently GTA 6 is going to be... the Rockstar wants to make it like an evolving Fortnite-like map. Like how like things happen on the Fortnite map that change the map forever and like impact the gameplay and stuff. They want to do something similar with GTA 6. So, I'm which, extremely into that. Which is cool. I just hope that... My one hope... And actually, I don't, I don't even know why I'm saying hope. I, I'm not even into GTA. <laughs> like, I don't play GTA. But I think my preference would be that... It is not like an always online Fortnite style game. Like if GTA 6 is basically just GTA Online 2, I think that would be a disappointment to a lot of people. Like I still want them to have like the core like GTA 6 campaign in the city. And I guess like they're implying that like either the online mode will undergo constant changes and updates or like both, you know, like the campaign will too. I don't know, like... It's it's I be interesting if they don't even do a single player campaign. I wouldn't be either, I, I, and I, I think that would be a bit of a disappointment personally. I don't like, even I don't even think it would be a mistake because uh, a lot of the stuff. I mean, I don't know how much GTA Online you played, but a little bit. A lot of that stuff had the same spectacle 
as yeah the gta campaign like as long as it's just instanced stuff i i would be okay with it the way i interpret the rumors i i think they're like trying to combine a single player gta campaign and gta online with like an evolving fortnite map so it's it's gonna be some sort of like weirdly weird ambitious thing that we haven't really seen before uh which which is cool but again like this game is years and years away at this point so who knows what might happen between now and then? Yeah, Rockstar yeah. can go out of business. Yeah, uh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. All the money they're hemorrhaging. Yeah. yeah, Rockstar Games is totally insolvent. They're not going to last another th- another decade, another year. I I don't think Rockstar Games could ha- could lose enough money to fail at this point. No, I don't. Yeah, think. no, they're 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 never going to fail ever. <laughs> There's no, there's no question. Like, I mean, they're running how many dev teams now? I don't know how many teams, but they have like hundreds and hundreds of employees. Yeah, it's it's a good time to be a rock star dev because you're, you're definitely going to have work. Well, you'll also be crunched to death. But uh, that's true. Yeah, mods. I so, mean, where, where did we talk industry? about paid mods? Did we talk about paid mods in the I podcast? Don't, I think we have because I remember that was a big controversy. Yeah, so we did. It was to... a long, long time ago because I don't remember. Yeah, Bethesda tried to set up paid mods. I think it was while we were doing the podcast. Uh, I think yeah. it was early, and uh, it's it's controversial. And even like to me, I have a hard time taking a stance on it because like the thing about mods is that they're extremely low commitment. So like a modder will just sit down and work on something and they'll like what they're working on and they'll just do it and release it for free or with a Patreon or something. And everybody kind of wins there. What Bethesda did was try to like, basically they were saying like, you'll pay for this mod, but now suddenly like there's a certain standard of quality to it. You know that it's going to work when we update the game, you know, you know, our updates aren't going to break it. And that's valuable to me. But raising the barrier to entry is not what the modding scene needs, in my opinion. I, I think it's okay. Yeah, at that point, it's just like, it's just glorified it's just, DLC, you know? Well, yeah, but the interesting part about it is that it's DLC that can be made by people other than Bethesda. And that's yeah fascinating they, to me. They brought it back, too. They brought out the Creation Club, which just paid mods. That's true, yeah. Yeah, it's paid I, mods, it, but they don't call them paid mods. So I'm assuming is, is this is just like a Bethesda thing, right? Like I don't think this is taking hold anywhere else. Yeah, I don't think because yeah. no one else relies well, upon okay, the mods so, as much as yeah, Bethesda does. Paid mods are exclusively a Bethesda thing in that sense, but like having a Patreon for your mod and stuff that's pretty common. And that, yeah, I mean I understand that. That's complicated because that kind of dances in a, a gray area legally because you are sort of making money. Right. Product. Yeah. But I, I haven't actually known of a ton of mods that were doing mods for things other than Nintendo products that actually got shut down for that. Yeah. Because most people don't care. Or a lot of companies yeah, don't I mean, care because in the end, that, that drives sales of their game. Yeah, right, you yeah. have to buy the game for the mod. Yeah, like... It's tough. It, it's so weird how Nintendo doesn't see that. You know, like here's Nintendo like shutting down YouTubers and Twitch streamers, and I'm like, dude, it's they're literally advertising your product, re-advertising because they they don't you don't have to pay them to play your game. They just play your game because they like your game. Yeah, I get why Nintendo's anti-modding because 
Tomata Nintendo game, you essentially have to pirate it. You can't, you know, I mean, you can mod your console, but I don't think most people do. I think most people modding Nintendo games are running it in an emulator. Yeah, and like even if even if you didn't pirate it, like Nintendo would still like I can't ever imagine them being nah, okay with like a third to. party editing their game, you know, like Yeah. I mean, I I have a certain way I feel about game design purity, but that's as a player. As a developer, if you want to change my game, I don't care. <laughs> like you know, I yeah, I, mean, I gave it to you. I gave it to you and it was perfect and what you do with it from there is your problem. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, at that point, like they've paid for they've paid you for it. And like, who cares at that point? Yeah, that's how I feel. Modding modding is a rough subject for, I guess, Nintendo only. It it feels it feels weird. I I guess Nintendo doesn't want to see want to see their precious Mario. Doing the dirty. I mean, I feel like that's like 90 percent of the reason that'll be Uh, 90 percent of the mods. I guarantee you. Yeah. I mean, let's just, you know, let's let's take a minute to acknowledge what happened when, like, what was it? Bowsette became a thing. Oh, my God. (laughs) Nintendo, you know, for for all the flack we give them, they're kind of they're kind of right. Like, maybe they're right. (laughs) I disagree. I disagree 100 percent because, you know, why all of that exists is because it's a forbidden fruit. Okay, yeah. That's how someone they can't have something like when you take something and it's as pure as Mario the temptation to corrupt it is gigantic to people. Yeah, like, like, yeah, the second people have a chance to do it, they're gonna do it. They're gonna corrupt, corrupt gonna Mario. Corrupt to, innocence. Yeah. It's the internet. The internet takes your innocence and then corrupts it entirely. But yeah, to Nintendo's credit, like they've done a good job of shielding. I guess shielding. I guess shielding their precious child. All that yeah. Man, <laughs> it just feels. It mods just feel are just a great thing. But there's also the rule. But for every for every game changing mod, there's like there's 10 some mods, yeah, that are terrible, and then there are mods that are just unabashedly horny. Like a hundred percent, someone thought, man, this could really use physics, <laughs> and that's their my, whole. My favorites thing. are just the the really stupid ones, like. The, the one I always think of is Schlongs of Skyrim, which just gave all the horses gigantic penises. Someone worked on that. That's why. Yeah. Someone, someone had to spend dev time on that. Yeah, like... Like, they woke up one morning, and it's like, you know what this game needs? Gigantic horse some, penises. Some artist yeah. illustrated a horse... You know, actually, speaking of horse penises... Um, Rockstar, did you guys know this about Red Dead Redemption 2? Like, they actually had, like, like, for, uh, like, the horse balls or whatever. Like, when it gets cold in the game, they, like, shrink up and stuff. Like, like, (laughs) this is programmed into the base game of Red Dead Redemption 2. That's amazing. Yeah, that's a fun fact. Uh, Yeah, devs will will go to the great depths for that realism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the only ones I can think of that go that hard to the point where like you kind of give them the side eye. It's 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 Rockstar and Naughty Dog. Like, like they're you got to think like if they were people, they'd be the most obsessive compulsive people on the planet. You know, like they gotta have that realism. You know, no one asks for it, no one pays attention to it, but man, guess, they gotta have know, it for, for that one player who's like panning the camera down there and looking at horse genitalia. I guess they're gonna be. 
satisfied by that one guy by the, effort, by the effort that went into that. But yeah, people get people get angry at like Japanese games for being unabashedly fan servicey. But for but for every Rockstar game, there's something fan servicey in there, even if it's for that one guy who really likes horse balls. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I'm sure the the argument there is just like absolute realism. But then, yeah. like, it's like, come on, man. I'm, the, the I'm thing all for I games say, being realistic, but I do like me some unrealistic games. Weirdly small number of Minecraft sex mods in the mainstream, uh, considering how, like... I'm how sure they're f- out there. How, yeah, I mean, they're definitely out there, because there are a lot of kids playing Minecraft during their uh, formative years. Formative years. And uh, I know that that is a, a thing, but um, I really don't... Like, I don't hear about Minecraft porn mods like I hear about Skyrim porn mods. I mean, I, I assume part of that is because Minecraft has, like, two characters. So, so candidly, I, I have been known to use, like, to use those kinds of mods, but mainly because I find them funny. <laughs> like, there's nothing more terrifying than a Nord Berserker running at you fully nude. In Minecraft, and that was the Nola. whole purpose I went for that in Skyrim. Oh, in Skyrim, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not talking about Minecraft. Why? Why would I mod my Minecraft to have nudity? That's not funny. I that's don't just know. Weird. No, that's just weird. <laughs> like, yeah. I want funny. Ha ha. Not. Oh God, that's strange. Nudity and like, I I don't agree with like a lot of messed up content, like messing up the youth and stuff. But I think nudity in Minecraft would produce a lot of really messed up people. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think if anything can corrupt the mind, that would be it. It would be Steve. Uh, uh. Yeah. I mean... I do remember, like, I used to browse the Minecraft forums a lot when I was younger. And I'd browse through mods. And I remember one of the more prominent mods that I had found. I'm like, what? The, what is this? Was actually a mod that added breast physics to Minecraft. There are no it, breasts. It added them. <laughs> it was so dumb. I'm sure that mod exists for literally every game. Like, you gotta think that's one of the, you know, like, the, the Jiggle Physics mod. Yeah, yeah, the Jiggle Physics mods are in everything. Yeah. If it exists, someone's gonna add physics to it. Or they'll try. I'm sure this is what Sony and Nintendo are pointing to and being like, you want this in our game? <laughs> this is what Nintendo's see, afraid I, of. <laughs> so that's where I would take a step back. I don't even think curated mods would be a bad thing for Minecraft on console. Because like, Minecraft, <sighs> mods are Cura- just such curated a Curated mods are a thing on Xbox, right? Yeah. Sure. And, yeah, and curated mods, like, mods are such an integral part of Minecraft. Like, you, you, like the Pistons, that was a mod event originally. There was a Piston yeah. mod, and the developers saw it, and they were like, oh, this is cool enough. And the guy who made that mod is credited in Minecraft. And llamas, llamas, and most of the new creatures were added by another mod. And, and like, I have to creatures. imagine, like, the Redstone update was, in, was at least partially inspired by some of the factory mods. Like... You know, hoppers and stuff, they let you make mob farms and everything. And I, yeah. that has to have been inspired by factory mods. That just makes sense. Yeah, I mean, from like a game creator's perspective, like having your game wide open for modding like that can certainly be a source of inspiration creativity too, right? Like you see what the people are doing and like be like, hey, we can integrate this into the game or like polish this and make it yeah. even better. Or whatever, you know. The only thing is that Bedrock Minecraft is kind of a microtransaction hellscape in, in some ways. Yeah. And uh, Microtransactions, really? Like skins and stuff? 
Yeah, skins. Um, I think you can buy worlds based on different video games. There's like a weird Sonic DLC that's really that I get a, con- a ton of ads for right now. I don't really understand it. I don't. I don't even understand what all these microtransactions are. But they're they're they largely sh- just for skins because you can't. I don't think you can use skins. In if you're on PC, you can use skins on Bedrock Minecraft. I use the same skin in Java that I do in Bedrock. But the character creator in Bedrock, like even just using the default tools without adding anything, is like really powerful. Like I, I did not want to buy anything for my character in Bedrock. Yeah, it's. I know, like then again, most I wear jeans and play... a flannel, yeah, <laughs> so <that's true. laughs> my my outfit was there. I was represented. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I, I've been known to use weird Minecraft skins. Yeah. Of course you are, Mike. Like, no, I just like novelty. For the longest time, I was Daft Punk. Okay. So, I like novelty skins. I think it's skins. so funny, like, the big Minecraft YouTubers, like, like Ethos Lab is who I'm thinking of right now. <laughs> his, his, his skin is Sasuke. Or no, it's not Sasuke. <laughs> it's the, um... Is it Sasuke or is it their teacher? It's a Naruto character. Kikashi? I know that. Is it Kakashi? It might be Kakashi. I don't hair? know. I don't know Naruto very well. Yeah, but well, just, just yeah. the fact that it's a Naruto skin already makes it hilarious. It's hilarious. Yeah, the way it is. Like it's so funny, and like a lot of them, like like I think I think Mumbo Jumbo is one of the biggest Minecraft YouTubers right now, and his skin is literally he just looked up businessman like six years ago and grabbed the first one he saw. <laughs> Yeah. And so, like, yeah, you it, know, some random person on the internet, I don't even think he knows who the person is anymore because he was, you know, not a big YouTuber at the time. So they're uncredited, and somebody just made this skin that, like, is ex- is popular with millions of people now. Yeah. Weird things like this can only happen in a few select games, and Minecraft's definitely, definitely one of those. Yes. Minecraft is one of those games that's transcended. It's transcended gaming. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's really rare that a game can fall off in popularity as hard as Minecraft did and then make a comeback. Really? I, I yeah. don't... Why would you... I don't think Minecraft has ever really fallen off in popularity, right? Like, it's oh, always it been no, Mi- popular. Minecraft fell off really hard around the time of the combat update, I think. Yeah, do you not remember it, Minecraft, like, the, the 12-year period of Minecraft being being cringe? I don't think 12 it 12-year period. It, it was, it was like, came out Minecraft years. again? Minecraft first came out in 2010. I'm pretty yeah, sure it's, it's 10 years old, but there was like there was a there, long there were like period, two or three years there where people did not play it very much, and like yeah, it, it or it, it was playing definitely it was, dead for a bit, and a lot cringe. of YouTubers like lost their lost the shirt off their back because of it. Mm, they yeah. had built their entire brand on Minecraft, and then Minecraft wasn't cool anymore, and they just lost everything. And yeah, uh, I, yeah, I definitely. A lot of, Right now, at least, Minecraft's in a state where it's. I don't think it's gonna go anywhere. Oh, it's like, it's huge and it's sustainable. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't see it like, going anywhere. I mean, like, just by the very nature of it, it's like a never-ending thing, right? Like, there'll always be new mods that create new experiences that you know create new YouTubers, and like, it's just a cyclic thing that that'll keep going on and I on just, and on. I really wish somebody would just make a like a Minecraft clone. But with a mod API, like I really think you could implement very little of vanilla Minecraft, and then just you know turn the modders, the, all the creativity those modders have on something with a, a more stable foundation. <laughs> because I mean, uh, yeah. right now it's just kind of a sunk cost issue. You know they've already done so much to Java Minecraft, 
they don't yeah, want to start at, it at over this point, like else. I can't see like even if this hypothetical game existed, like no one's no one's gonna move. It does exist. Like, there Minecraft. are op- there are plenty of open source Minecraft clones that are infinitely more. Yeah, I mean, you know, written in more stable languages, have better modding APIs. Uh-huh. They exist, but yeah, but like I don't nobody think owns them. Yeah, they're never gonna. Yeah, they're never gonna become mainstream. I guess. Yeah, like people don't. Yeah, like everybody owns Minecraft. You know, I. I talk to anyone I know, and I already assume that you own a copy of Minecraft. Like, if somebody told yeah. me today that they bought Minecraft, I would be, like, taken aback, because that's insane to me. <laughs> yeah, I feel the same way about, like, GTA. Like, who doesn't own a copy of GTA Five at this point? Yeah, I like, mean, it's, it's been obviously, free on PC, too. I mean, obviously, there are people out there, because it's still, like, charting, like, the way it does. But, like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, as games get old, like who doesn't own Skyrim in some shape? Yeah, Skyrim's another one of those. Yeah, like you, you just like with how much they've released it and re-released it and re-re-re-released it. You know, like I disagree with those though because like those are games that you own if you're a gamer. Like if you're a gamer, you have Grand Theft Auto. If you're a gamer, you have Skyrim. If you are a human being on this planet, you have Minecraft. Like everyone in my school was playing Minecraft. I would honestly. You know, I guess make this argument for adults, but like if you're an adult, you own GTA 5, you know, like really? I think GTA 5 is almost I, like I know a lot of people that don't own GTA 5. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I kind of want to say that's anecdotal, but just knowing how much I think GTA 5 is the second highest selling game, right? Like behind Minecraft, right? Like it's yeah, I think so. Like over 100 million, which is stupid, but yeah, but Minecraft is like, yeah, you, know, you don't have to have a game console. You have to have a, you have to own a game console to own GTA Five, and you don't have that. Everybody has a phone, and you can have Minecraft on your phone. Yeah, and I know true. a lot of people yeah. that do. I know. Yeah. I mean, I remember people, and I, I didn't say anything because I didn't want to be an ass, you know. But like in high school, I remember people saying like, like people were discovering Minecraft in their friend groups and stuff, and they were only playing the mobile version, which at the time was an extremely compromised port of Minecraft. Yeah, I remember that. It was it had no shell of the real thing. It didn't have caves. It didn't have the nether. You like built like a weird nether thing that like converted an area of your world to look like the nether. It was weird to kind of give you access to those blocks. And it was still insanely popular. Like these people still loved it, even without like the parts that matter to me. Like, you know, without caves, I didn't see the point of playing. Like that doesn't make any sense to me. The caves are like so integral to the game. Yeah. But, I don't know. People people love that game. It's kind of turned into a Minecraft episode too, huh? Yeah, it's it's like a mods and Minecraft episode. Well, those two ideas are so like linked in my mind though. Because yeah, at, uh, at this point in time, like in 2021, like yeah, they're they're inextricably connected, I think. Yeah, Minecraft and mods are identical. I mean, my, my, Minecraft's got to be the most modded game of all time, right? Like that's easy, right? It's up there with probably any any Bethesda game. Yeah, I, I would say Minecraft is probably more just by consequence of like how how many copies are in the wild, you know, like and it's kind of easier to mod like or oh, I, are we talking about like most number of times like a person has installed a mod or like most number of times that like I, most I was mods thinking, out there? Yeah, most mods out there. I would say Minecraft probably wins that one just because yeah. uh you don't have to like. I don't know, the door, like, I would call a texture pack a mod, and I know a ton of people that made their own texture packs. Yeah. And like, it, it kind of depends on where you draw the line, I guess. Yeah. But to make a mod 
for a Bethesda game requires like more game development experience to make a mod for Minecraft. You kind of just have to know how to program a little Java. Like I, I knew people that taught themselves to program modding Minecraft. And that is an upsetting thing to think about because God, that would teach you a lot of terrible practices, <laughs> but how Minecraft. I remember, is- I remember I was a kid learning to program and I, I thought modding Minecraft would be a good way to do it. And thank God somebody on the Minecraft server I frequented was like, please don't do this to yourself. <laughs> please don't look at the code. It's bad. I'm kind of curious now. I kind of want to take a peek at the code just to see what it's like. Bad. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I've never actually looked at it. I've just always heard that it's not amazing. Oh, you actually heeded the warning. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, no, I, I can absolutely imagine. heeded the warning. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine that it's probably spaghetti. Yeah. I mean, Notch was one dude developing it for a long time, so... Yeah, but I'm sure, like, what I'm I'm assuming, micro or the Bedrock version is written in C sharp or it's C plus plus, and it's yeah, it's rock solid. Yeah, yeah. okay. I I yeah. have to imagine I've actually read some uh, developer uh, blogs about developing the C plus plus version of Minecraft. I think it was still Minecraft Pocket Edition at the time. I'm not totally sure, but uh, when when me Ryan and Destiny were working on No Mountain Near Sky, uh, what a great name. Voxel- it, yeah, it was uh, around when No Man's Sky was new, and we wanted to make an infinite voxel engine. We 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 went in with like huge ambitions, knowing we would never actually finish it. And basically, all we finished was I wrote an engine for rendering blocks really efficiently. Yeah, I remember. In Java, like I'll, I'll have you know. Yeah, and uh, Ryan and Destiny worked together to write the terrain generation algorithm and stuff. It was not particularly complicated at the end. We didn't have caves or anything, but we did have. Uh, the the terrain generation didn't make caves, but we had all the graphical side optimizations to make them work. It was a super fun project, but yeah, I was actually reading uh, logs written by the the guys doing C plus plus Minecraft at the time. I, I imagine cool. the horror. The what? The the horror of the Java code base because I I think at the time that Notch had started writing Minecraft, he had not done a lot of programming in Java. Yeah. Which is usually the case when someone starts a big project, they usually don't know what they're doing. Like yeah, 95% I mean, yeah. of the time. Well, Minecraft also didn't start out as a big project. Like Minecraft, unfortunately, you know, it got its start. It was just Notch playing around with blocks and posting it on yeah. 4chan. Yeah. yeah. Kind of crazy how, how just how much it ballooned. How much did Microsoft pay Notch for Minecraft again? It was like so, several billion, billion, right? Yeah, yeah it, was a, it was like... Yeah, it was billions. I, I think ten billion or something. Like it was crazy. Okay, yeah, that that makes sense. Yeah, it was like enough he, that Notch can now retire and be an awful person on Twitter for the rest of his life. I mean, he's isn't he like miserable? Like, yeah, he's he's absolutely oh, yeah. miserable. He's just rich and it, miserable. Like he it hates was two point five like, billion dollars in twenty fourteen. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, he's miserable. His steal. wife left like, him. Like, holy well, crap! He's kind of a he's kind of a terrible person. He's not allowed at Minecon anymore. Yeah, they took they cut yeah. him out of the credits. He's no longer the programmer of Minecraft. Well, at least he has his billions, I guess. And yeah. he made his money. Yeah. Yeah, he's been known to be racist on Twitter, and that's about yeah, all he's known for now. Not seen uh, things that point Notch in a good light at all. It's extremely upsetting because Notch is like the first celebrity game developer that I uh, maybe the first celebrity game developer, but like I uh, know I guess John Carmack that's, existed. Well, okay, so are we talking? Because like we could we could go onto the list of like Shigeru Miyamoto and stuff like John Romero. Yeah, I I, I would say Marcus Pearson is bigger than any of them though. Like uh, I, you could walk around and ask Hideo Kojima. 
I think more people would know who Notch is than Kojima or Miyamoto. Like, maybe. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, it's hard for us to tell man. because all of our friends are gamers. I think. Right. Like, yeah. But Notch, you know, Minecraft is just transcendent. Watch, we're like you know? so out of touch. Like, we ask a random person, like, we don't know who any of these people are. Stop bothering Who's us. Who's Kojima? Yeah. Is he yeah, that yeah. man that released that game about fetuses? And walking, yeah. Um, yeah, walking and fetuses. And then the director's cut of that game. Which he, did you did you guys see that tweet where he, he is not happy that it's being called director's cut for the same reasons we've pointed out that the name makes no sense? Like, Yeah, I think, so, like, it's interesting because... Uh, Sony announced a PS5 version of Ghost of Tsushima called Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut. So I think that might just be their branding for like PS5 versions of PS4 games. I hate that so much. That's <laughs> Which doesn't so really make bad. sense. Yeah. It's extremely bad. It's either just their call branding it definitive or definitive like edition. Like, like a weird edition is industry standard. Yeah. I mean, it's been two games so far. So it's kind of forming a pattern. If there's a third one, then it's just like, yeah, they're for yeah. sure doing this. But for now, it's just like, maybe. Anyway, you guys ready to talk about games we've been playing? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've been one playing one. Minecraft Eternals. <laughs> I mean, same. I, uh, talk about I'm extremely overwhelmed hour? by it still. I like, I have like, I can't figure out which direction I want to go in it. So I just like do like an hour of a mod and then move on to another one and then move on to another one. Cause I'm like, I'm just waiting for me to find that one like that one little thing that like chink in the armor I can find that makes me like absurdly powerful so that I can kind of skip some steps on the other mods and I haven't found it yet oh you're not gonna find it for a while the mod is balanced in such a way that you have to use other mods to reach yeah it's extremely well balanced I find like I it it plays like a video game like it it really does play like you don't say there's well like okay so mods typically like they're kind of loose and you can just kind of do stuff and figure it out and like you really do have to like work your way up in this mod like there's no shortcut that i found that like lets me skip to the to the end part like yeah you have to play minecraft up to a certain point and then you can start some of the basic level mods and then you can do some of the more advanced stuff and also a lot of the time like these are big mods. Like you can't, it's not like you can play for a couple hours and experience all that a mod has to offer and move on to another one. Like you have to like really invest in them and it's a decision. I, I can't tell you whether that's a good or a bad decision. I don't, I don't think it's, I don't think it's bad. I can't tell you whether or not it's good though. Like you just really have to sink your teeth in and kind of get going. Like you really sunk your teeth into the vampirism mod. And I think that kind of got you a bit of a kickstart. Cause you had like, you I can like move what you really fast. I really like what you did there. I, I can <laughs> move fast. I have permanent night vision. I can fly. Yeah, and I'm kind of like... Bonuses. The only, the only like, side is the sun. Because you're the only person I'm playing with right now. Do, is there anybody else on our server? There is, but most of them are on and off. Yeah, I'd really... Um, my friend Ty talked about wanting to join. And I know Ryan talked about it a bit, but I don't know if he would. And you, Amid. I, I think it would just be nice to have some more people on. Yeah. But uh, yeah, because actually, you're the only other I person. I don't think I have the link. If you want to, sh- well, it's, it's whitelist. So. Yeah, whitelist. Oh, uh, right. Okay, I'll give yeah, you my. And I posted it in the uh, in the Discord. It's you don't have to whitelist your IP. It whitelists your uh, username. Yeah, I just need a username. Oh, okay. So literally, the first time you join, I can whitelist it through it. Yeah, 
But uh, anyway, it just because you you took that path, I'm kind of trying to do something different because the mod is vast enough that like I feel like we could have ten or fifteen people on this server and all take very different routes to get to the end game, and that's that's super cool. Like you don't have to be a vampire; you can always be a vampire hunter, which I can't be. Yeah, the the opposite. Yeah, (laughs) but I'm just kind of dodging that mod altogether for now. I I just don't really want to interact with it right now. I uh. I'm more interested in the factory building and wizardry right now, and I like yeah. mixing those two things. Yeah, I, I every mod pack all I've the ever way played, into wizardry. I kind of wanted to get into uh, astral sorcery, I think, although I don't really know what it is yet. But yeah, it, uh, it every every bit. mod pack I've ever played before this has had equivalent exchange. An equivalent exchange, basically, there's a, a core setup that you do, which is to set up a buildcraft quarry and have your buildcraft quarry feed into your uh, philosopher's stone. And you can convert every single item it digs up into, or every item you don't want. So like all the cobblestone, all the dirt, you convert into diamonds progressively. So you just get a ton of diamonds out of that. And then you can convert your diamonds into whatever later. And this mod doesn't have equivalent exchange, so I'm kind of having to rethink my entire everything. And that's cool. But I'm having a good time with it. It's it's kind of a, I'm obsessing with it right now, I would say. I just kind of want to play it all the time. And yeah. I'm having trouble going to work. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's very I I kind of like the first time I saw it was through a stream and it was just it's so meaty. You can have someone entirely focused on just factory building or even just cooking. Yeah, there's enough. The, oh my god, mods. the cooking in this mod is huge. There's so like cooking is so much more integral to this mod than I thought it was when I first started. Like I didn't realize yeah. that eating a variety of different foods literally increases your max HP. Like yep. That's that's wild. That's crazy. I, and I just oh, I've been no. living off of apples. How did it's not a very uh, very good diet in the world? Yeah. Oh, I, I've been playing Minecraft in the background, and I just had someone die of lava for some reason. Oh no! I I don't know how. What did he do? Oh yeah, there's like a whole city building mod that uh, Mike has been engaging with that I haven't. Where you like you get villagers, and you have to give the villagers certain items so that they can build their house, and like. They do stuff for you. And, that's man. Like, and there's like nine dimensions in this mod, I think. There's like the, the pocket dimensions. There's limbo. There's the beneath. There's the nether. There's the end. There's the twilight forest. Ratlantis. Ratlantis, the wilds. Um, I think I'm missing some too. And there's like a lot. There's just so, yeah, like you can't you can't throw a rock without falling into another dimension in this mod. <laughs> and that's neat. And and then like you know, say I want lava from the nether, I have to build an ender tank, which is like a cross-dimensional tank, and then I can place the other tank in my base and teleport the lava to it. It's sort of like how an ender chest works. <sighs> There's just so much to think about in these mods. It's very cool. And then, you know, that's not the only way to get that that objective done. There, there are other roundabout ways to do it, like building a blaze farm and then converting the blaze powder into lava, and then you have an infinite lava supply that way. It's really hard to like sit down because you, you can't just sit down and set a goal because there's so many ways to reach that goal. You have to sit down and set a goal and then like map out which mods you're going to engage with along the way to get to your in, you know, to get to that end point. Yeah, that's crazy. I kind of I, I think when I play this game, I'm just going to, you know, go with the flow. Yeah, try, you really you really do. I think it, objective. you have to kind of. Well, yeah. And there are quests in it that kind of help you get started. Uh, but I really do think, like, 
playing it as vanilla Minecraft for a little bit first and just kind of like letting the mods like appear to you as you go. That was the right call for me, at least. It kind of let me, uh, fr- you know, the frog in the boiling water type deal. You know, it let me adjust to it. Because there's, there's a lot. It's, I mean, it's, it's like over 200 mods, isn't it? Yeah, it's like 360 some mods. Yeah. <laughs> I've put three, almost three and a half days of play, of active playtime into this mod pack, and I've barely scratched the surface, really. Yeah. I, I mean, you're still like, yeah, like you, you told me, don't go to the beneath, you'll die. And I was like, it can't be that bad. Uh, it can't and then be I that just bad. Immediately and then died when I walked in, like without making any progress yeah. at all. You walked into the darkness and got one shot. I didn't even so I didn't know that um, open air counted as darkness. It, that didn't yes. occur to me. So I like I saw light and I had to jump down to get to the light, and it didn't occur to me that like there would be quote unquote darkness on the way yeah. there. And so I died. Yeah, it sucks for me because I have night vision, so I can't tell what's darkness or not. Really, Did you not turn off your night vision? No, it's permanent. Oh, that's rough. I have, I have night vision goggles, but I don't use them that much. Well, it's I, rough it's, in the beneath. Yeah, it's rough in the beneath, but otherwise it's it's nice. Yeah, because you can't go out during the day. So. Oh, no, I can now. Well, yeah, you have that umbrella. Yeah, Yeah, I got lucky and got a creative umbrella that never breaks. So. Oh, nice. I no There's longer so- have to use resources to walk into the day. There's just a lot going on in this mod. And I, I also like all this stuff is going on and all. But then at the same time. At some point, I kind of want to just take a step back and build something, too, which I have, like, barely done. Like, I built my house, and other than that, I have not really engaged with the more creative aspect of the game at all, which I kind of knew was going to happen, so I kind of got my house right on the first try, and I'm happy with it. But Yeah, I just live in a cavern that I've been adjusting. Yeah, I didn't really want to do that, which is why I'm using the Pocket Dimensions mod. I just have a door that leads to a Pocket Dimension in my little cabin, <clears throat> and I'm going to put my whole factory just in another re- in, in a mini reality so that I can have my nice like cottage core thing going on. Maybe Sounds very uh, stuff around. Rick and Morty. Yeah, it's a it's a little like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm very I, I literally have a dungeon full of people that I yeah, his, use. You're, you're stuck. Yeah, there's a lot Jeez. going on. I still haven't found everything. I, I go over to my space to just kind of look around sometimes and I still <laughs> don't think I've seen everything. It's just very spread out, very, uh, I don't, I don't even know how to describe it. It's, there's just literally stuff hidden. Like, some of the doors are really hard to find. Yeah, that's on purpose. Yeah. So is this, I'm assuming this is still a randomly generated map, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've explored a good chunk of it, and it still surprises me. Have like, you there's explored biomes like, the, that'll murder me. Are there Have limits to the other realities? Expanded? Uh, I've explored a little bit of the Twilight Forest, but... And the beneath. Okay, I saw you kill the. Go there. I went to go fight the snake because the, you see, this is the other thing that the mod gets wrong a little bit is that I have a quest right now to kill this like scary snake thing in the Twilight Forest, and I was like, well, I just now got my wand, and it immediately gave me a quest to kill this thing. I'm probably at, at roughly strong enough to go kill this thing, and I go, and I'm not even hurting it, like, and I get just stomped immediately, and then have to like struggle to get my stuff back. Yeah. Yeah. So this this mod pack will drop will drop upon you death very quickly. Yeah, it's 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 very much it it is a lot more forgiving with death than uh, vanilla Minecraft. It like drops a tombstone and you just go get your stuff back from that. I don't think your stuff can despawn. It can't. 
but uh, I don't know. Connor did merciless bug. with killing you. Yeah, I mean, we did uh, we did run into one thing where my uh, my character bugged out. I actually kept my quest progression. It deleted my inventory and my skills, but I kept my quest progression. I can reset that if you want. No, I, I wanted my quest progression stuff. Okay. Because most of the quest progression was like stuff in my house. I hadn't really built like armor and stuff yet. So, yeah, it's I've never had a tombstone glitch, which knock on wood, I'm thankful for. But I mean, I have the power of admin. So if I do lose things, I can just get it back really easily. Yeah, I only missed like one thing of any value. And it was something I got as a random drop from a quest. And so, yeah, I'm in a position right now that most of the random drops are kind of useless. Yeah, no, they're all still pretty valuable to me. Like the flux, the flux drill is not something I'm ready to make right now. But that was like a really fast. Uh, it like digs a three by three instead of a one by one, and so I was able to like really fast do some uh, branch mining and stuff and get some resources early game because I got that. And I, I think that's a really cool design decision too. That they just like will like sprinkle end game gear on you or maybe mid game gear on yeah, you at the very beginning. I mean, I got a flamethrower as my first drop. That's which, hilarious. That's great. Yeah. Carried I, I got a Buildcraft game, Quarry, but... which, like, back in the day was amazing. Apparently, they're not that great now. Uh, Buildcraft yeah. is, like, intentionally convoluted and kind of annoying, so I don't think I'm going to use it. I've, uh, I'm working on a new quarry system for now because there's a bunch of different quarries in this mod. Yeah, there's, there's so many tech mods that add on to each other or alter each other. No, you like, you really I, should hop on Amit, especially since we never played Valheim. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't see myself going back to that until it's finished. At this point, yeah, I don't see myself going back until maybe the next update, which is coming sometime this year, allegedly. Yeah, before the next episode, I'll definitely hop in and check things out. Yeah, you hop in. I can uh, I can help you get the ropes if you want. Yeah. So I'm assuming both of you have just been playing Minecraft Eternal? Yeah, I've pretty much just been playing Minecraft. I've been busy otherwise. Yeah, me too. I uh, I played a bit of Near Replicant, but I'm not ready to to really talk about that yet. I want to finish it Understood. first. Yeah. So I, yeah, I actually haven't been playing too much this week, but I have uh, played a Plague Tale Innocence. Either of you heard of this game? I think, yeah. I mean, we saw the sequel at E3, right? Did we? I don't even remember. Yes. But uh, yeah, so it, it's an interesting game. So it's uh, for wh- what it is. It is a story about a young French girl in 13 in the mid 1300s. Right. So in, this is like in the middle of the Black Plague. So it's a very, very bleak and depressing game in which uh, a lot of people die of rat disease and get eaten by rats and whatnot. But uh, the crux of the game is, like, you are basically going on a journey with your sickly younger brother, and you're basically trying to get him help, right? Like, he has some mysterious disease that he's, like, dying from. And uh, I guess spoilers, like, this happens in the first 10 minutes of the game. But if you don't want to hear it, you can skip this part. But uh, the um, your family basically just gets murdered by the French Inquisition, and you and your brother have to run away. This This girl... Her name, uh, what is her name? Amicia Darun, and her brother is Hugo Hugo Darun. So, so they're kind of like no nobility as well. So they're being like hunted this whole game uh, by the French Inquisition, as well as like you know like dodging the Black Plague and stuff like that. So the gameplay is like a mix of like stealth and like action adventure. Like 
you can fight and kill things, but, like, you know, you're a small French girl against, like, knights wearing armor, so it's, like, stealth is highly encouraged, because, like, if you get caught, more than likely you will die, right? So it's a lot of sneaking and stuff like that. And there are, like, puzzles and stuff, too, involving, like, the the rats, like, carrying the bubonic plague. So, like, you have to find a way, like, around those. Like, a lot of the gameplay is, like, traversing and avoiding the rats and, like, avoiding the knights and stuff like that. Uh, it's fun. I like it. I don't know if I love it. It's, uh... A lot of it could be, like, it's just, like, so bleak, and I'm not really in the mood for something bleak right now. Like, yeah, a lot of death, a lot of sick people. <laughs> That's what this game is, but um, but yeah, it's a very interesting game in that like I don't think I've ever played a game set in this time period, exploring like, uh, exploring this time period, right? Like in mid, uh, Black Plague, which as we know was like a horrible, horrible thing that wrecked people back in the day. Hot take. Um, yeah, I, uh, I mean, we've definitely, I've definitely seen games that toy with a plague, like Dishonored and stuff, but they're just kind of surface level. Yeah, but this is like an actual historical plague, you know, like that yeah. happened. Wasn't so, it? Uh, was it? Isn't the game kind of an exaggeration, though? It, it definitely is, right? Like, it's kind of, it's, it's, it's yeah, exaggerated I mean, I to the point where it's a little, rat, yeah, it's, it's rats. a little comical, right? Because like, if you. Like, uh, so in this game, like, light scares away the rats, right? So if you're holding a torch or whatever, the rats won't touch you. So, like, if there's, like, a guard holding a torch and you, like, uh, Amicia has, like, a sling. That's, like, her only weapon, right? So if you shoot a rock uh, onto this guy's hand and, like, knock the torch out of his hand and it goes out, like, a thousand rats will immediately just swarm him and eat him alive. And it's just like, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's not how that works. But... You know, I guess for gameplay purposes, they have it that way. But yes, to answer your question, Mike, yeah, there's a lot of exaggeration and things that didn't actually happen. But the general tone of the game, like the severity and the devastation that the Black Plague caused is like definitely captured pretty well. And uh, yeah, I'm curious to see how this journey ends. Like right now, and I, I think I'm in this smack dab, like in the middle of the game, like chapter eight or so. And at this point, uh, the two main characters, Amicia and her younger brother, have have met several other kids that they're traveling with. And I can only imagine, like, these kids are probably going to die in horrible ways at some point. So I'm not looking forward to that. But like, I think you're too used to Naughty Dog to to Last of Us right there. No, I mean, like, dude, like, the past eight chapters of this game, like, you had, like, these knights just, like, hunting down women and children and impaling them. And, like, it was it was brutal stuff. I mean, like... Didn't the plague kill like a third of Europe? Like, yeah, the, yeah, the plague like killed yeah an absurd number of people. So it's 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 messed up, right? Because like the plague is like devastating these people, and at the same time, the French Inquisition is just like going around murdering people, uh, and it's just a mess, right? And you're trying to sneak your brother like through all of this to get him help. But yeah, to your point, Mike. Like, yeah, I, I the, the Last of Us Part Two is probably hands down the most depressing video game I've ever played, but like this one's this one's definitely up there. Like it's it's pretty uh it's pretty bleak. Hopefully it has a happy ending. Yeah they never <laughs> do. I wouldn't count on that. That's a wishful thinking. I mean I'm not a big happy ending guy though. Well here's the thing like I feel like her and her brother have to survive at least. Like I'm pretty sure everyone else is probably dead, but like at least those two will be okay for the first game. Who knows what will happen in the second game? 
Yeah, they probably would do something stupid, like kill kill the main character in the first couple minutes. Jesus Christ. Okay. Well, uh, that's uh, that's what I've been playing. That's highly specific. I wonder where that came from. I don't know. I don't play video games. I just listen to music. He just watches donkey videos. Yep. All right. That's going to be Game Talk for this week. Thank you guys for listening. You can follow us at Ad Podcast Game Talk on Twitter. Please like, rate, and review us on any podcast service you use and click the link in the description of the podcast to join our Discord and talk to us there. Thank you, Connor and Mike. Yeah, see you guys next week. See you, yeah, next, see week. you next week. can follow us at Ad podcast game talk on twitter please like written review us any you know i've gotten to the point where i say this thing so fast i just like trip over my words yeah or was i i'm dude i didn't know we were on itunes until recently i was like we're on everything bro we're on literally everything just glaze over during this part (laughs) yeah uh, i mean like my friend was asking where he could find us and i was like i don't know i think just just listen to the last 30 seconds yeah no dude like looked us up and found us on itunes we're on literally everything like any any service you can that's why i tell people like like rate and review us on any podcast service you use because it's literally any podcast service wait a second we're on everything yeah, no, I uh, yeah, I well, use a weird RSS app on my phone, and I found us on it. And now I have. I mean, I don't listen to it, but I uh, I found us on there. Yeah, I thought we were only oh. on Twitter. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> I've been saying this for like fifty episodes.